Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Monday, October 31st. U.S. equities ended the day in the red, failing to continue last week's positive momentum. The moves came amid a quiet day on the economic and earnings fronts, but both are set to heat up as the week progresses. In earnings news, Global Payments bested estimates and reaffirmed its guidance, and Emerson Electric also beat the street, while also announcing the sale of a majority stake in its climate unit to Blackstone. Meanwhile, a couple of reads on regional manufacturing showed activity continued to contract. Treasury yields traded higher, and the U.S. dollar gained ground, continuing to rebound from a recent drop, while gold and crude oil prices were lower. Stocks in Asia were mixed amid a slew of economic data in the region, and Europe ended higher as investors continued to digest last week's 75 basis point rate hike by the European Central Bank. The Dow Jones Industrial Average decreased 129 points, or 0.4%, to 32,733. The S&P 500 Index fell 29 points, or 0.8%, to 3,872. And the Nasdaq Composite went down 114 points, or 1%, to 10,988. In moderate volume, 4.7 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.6 billion shares also changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil lost $1.37 to $86.53 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price declined $9.30 to $1,635.50 per ounce, and the dollar index rallied 0.9% to 111.61. In equity news on Monday, Global Payments, ticker symbol GPN, reported adjusted third quarter earnings per share of $2.48, matching the fact set estimate. Revenues rose 2.9% year-over-year to $2.06 billion, topping the street's forecast of $2.04 billion on the backs of a 10% increase in its merchant solutions segment and a near 16% jump in sales out of its issuer solutions unit. The payment technology company reaffirmed its full-year guidance of revenue growth of between 10 to 11 percent and adjusted earnings per share within a range of $9.52 and $9.75. Shares were noticeably lower. Emerson Electric, ticker symbol EMR, posted adjusted fiscal fourth quarter earnings per share of $1.53 above the anticipated $1.39, with revenues rising 8.3% year-over-year to $5.36 billion, mostly in line with forecasts. The industrial conglomerate also said it will raise its quarterly dividend by 1% to $0.52 per share. Separately, Emerson Electric said it will sell a majority stake in its climate technologies business to Blackstone, ticker symbol BX, in a deal valued at $14 billion, including the assumption of debt, giving Blackstone a 55% stake in the unit. Emerson Electric and Blackstone ended lower. The stocks were unable to add to last week's sharp rise, with bond yields and the U.S. dollar pulling back a bit. Elevated Treasury yields and the U.S. dollar have added to global economic pressure and are threatening corporate profits, as discussed in the latest Schwab market perspective titled No Stopping the Fed. Meanwhile, third quarter earnings season has hit a higher gear, and Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses in her article titled Earnings Trampled Underfoot 
Now, the bear market has been driven by multiple compression, making valuations look relatively compelling, but expected weakness in earnings may limit the upside potential for stocks. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Additionally, Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, notes in his article titled The End of Earnings Growth, how the earnings outlook is dimming as the economy slows, which could result in cuts to earnings forecasts and downside for stocks. However, Jeff points out that UK earnings have been a surprising outperformer. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop, and you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Monday, the Dallas Fed Manufacturing Index unexpectedly moved further into contraction territory with a reading below zero for October. The index fell to negative 19.4 from negative 17.2 in September and compared to the Bloomberg consensus estimate calling for an improvement to negative 16.8. The index surprisingly deteriorated as the contraction for new orders increased while growth in production moderated and shipments turned negative. Employment increased slightly and remained comfortably in expansion territory, and inflation pressures were mixed and remained severely elevated, with prices paid moderating, but prices received rising. The Chicago PMI declined during October, falling further into contraction territory with a reading below 50. The index fell to 45.2 from 45.7 in September, the lowest since June of 2020, versus forecasts of a slight rise to 47.7. Treasury yields were higher as the yield on the two-year note gained six basis points to 4.48%. The yield on the 10-year note rose five basis points to 4.07%, and the 30-year bond rate increased seven basis points to 4.20%. Elevated bond yields and the U.S. dollar have fostered volatility in the markets, with the Fed leading a global monetary policy tightening charge. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses this in her article titled Markets to Fed, Slow Down, You Move Too Fast, and how, if these trends continue, the Fed may end up slowing its pace of tightening, but not stopping it. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. In her latest article, Different Strings, Similar Story, Schwab's Lizanne Saunders discusses how a lot of attention has been paid to the elevated risk and announcement of a recession, but investors should instead focus on signals coming from leading economic indicators. Tomorrow's economic calendar will introduce the final read on October's S&P Global U.S. Manufacturing Index, which is expected to remain at the preliminary reading of 4999 Shortly after, the ISM Manufacturing Index will be released, which is forecasted to show a slight decline to 50.0 in October from the 50.9 reading posted the month prior, while construction spending is estimated to decline 0.6% month-over-month in September versus August's 0.7% drop. In labor data, the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, for September is predicted to decrease to 9,750,000 from the prior month's 10,053,000 read.
In international news on Monday, stocks in Europe were higher as investors appeared cautious amid a number of economic reports and as the markets absorbed last week's monetary policy decision from the European Central Bank to raise its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points for a second time. Eurozone GDP showed growth of 0.2% for the third quarter, matching expectations, but well below the 0.8% expansion posted last quarter. While consumer prices for the region jumped to a record high this month and above estimates. Meanwhile, retail sales in Germany slipped in October, but much less than forecasts and an improvement from last month's shortfall. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his latest article titled Revenge of the Markets how markets can have more sway over policymakers than vice versa as demonstrated in the UK recently, as the UK announced a new Prime Minister last week after its former leader resigned following a failed tax-cutting plan that rocked the financial markets, particularly bond and currencies. Jeff offers three ideas for what markets may compel other policymakers to do next. Mounting inflation worries have also added to the market uneasiness and have been exacerbated by the persistent energy crisis in the region due to the continued war in Ukraine. The euro and British pound were noticeably lower versus the U.S. dollar, while bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. gained ground. The U.K. FTSE 100 index rose 1.1%. France's CAC 40 index was up 0.2%. Germany's DAX index gained 0.4%. Spain's IBEX 35 index increased 0.3%, while Italy's FTSE MIB index and Switzerland's Swiss market index ended 0.7% higher. Stocks in Asia finished mixed amid a host of economic data in the region. China's official manufacturing PMI for October slipped back into contraction territory, a level below 50, posting a reading of 49.2 from the prior month's 50.1, and the nation's services PMI also fell into contraction for the first time in five months. The country continues to try to stabilize its economy that has been hampered by COVID-induced lockdowns. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his article titled China Q&A Top 5 Questions, discussing various topics including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. In other economic news, industrial production in Japan was weaker than expected, but retail sales beat estimates. Elsewhere, industrial production out of South Korea deteriorated, while retail sales in Australia were upbeat and above projections. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 1.8% to its highest level since the end of September, with the yen showing some weakness and remaining at multi-decade lows versus the U.S. dollar. South Korea's Kospi index gained 1.1%, Australia's S&P ASX 200 index increased 1.2%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index was 1.3% higher. However, China's Shanghai Composite index fell 0.8%, and Hong Kong and the Hong Kong Hang Seng index lost 1.8%. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will include the Reserve Bank of Australia's monetary policy decision, as well as the country's commodity index. A host of manufacturing PMI reads will be released throughout the globe, including data out of China, Japan, India, the UK, Switzerland, Spain, Italy, Germany, and the Eurozone. 
Additionally, we will get Germany's reports on unemployment, the trade balance, and the import price index, as well as South Korea's trade balance and Hong Kong's retail sales.